Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Whoa, hey guys, it's me, Greg, Simo's best friend from high school. Simo, Simo's busy touching himself right now, but we're going to start the show right now. <laughs> All right, we're going to do this in now. Three, two, one. What are you doing? Testies in my mouth. Get on the ground, you fucking pledge. Ew. Welcome to the greatest podcast experience of your life. This is the Frat Chat Podcast. All young men like three things. Dude, Featuring Carlos Garcia and Chris. And what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of another week of the greatest podcast in the history of podcasting time. It's the Fried Shop Podcast. How's it going, <laughs> Mr. Mo? Yo, what's up, dude? I uh, figured I have to uh, warm up my velvety tones, get me going. And uh, like usual, I am spent because I have not left my apartment in six weeks or uh, neither gone up a flight of stairs. So my wind is not what it used to be. You know, I'm just, oh. I'm just not feeling as limber as I used to be. You know, it takes me a longer time to get ready to do things. I got to do my stretches from time to time. Uh, sex takes a lot longer, especially anal. <laughs> I have no lube uh, either. So my asshole hurts, you know? Oh, did I say my asshole? No, I wasn't talking about me. Um, let, let, let's move past this. Uh, how, how are you doing? Que paso, mi amigo? Um, oh, I got vaccinated. <laughs> Ooh, yes, yes. And uh, apparently you had the shakes, huh? Yo, dude, I was so sick. I was so sick um, after the second vaccine. You know, the, the first shot, easy breezy. But the second shot, about like 10 hours later or so, like that night, I felt like I got hit by a bus. And then the whole next day, out of commission. And then the day after that, back to normal. So weird. But I, I actually woke up, and I thought that there was a leak in my apartment. I was like, oh no, because I was drenched, but it wasn't a leak. I just sweat through my sheets. It was disgusting. Oh, are you sure? Are you sure it was sweat and uh, you didn't have a visit by our, uh, our, our, your former frat brother uh, who we actually had an appearance of on the episode last week known uh-huh. as Bleak because, you know, he could have just come over and uh, took a pee-pee on you, you know? Unless it was you. What you saying was you? Did you pee yourself? I haven't peed the bed in at least a year. At least a year, you guys. At least a year. This is a man in his 30s, by the way, that is saying um, this to you guys. Just so, just so we're all clear. <laughs> How was your Valentine's Day? I saw some pictures. Pictures, pictures of food, eh? not like of lovemaking. Pictures uh, of food. Sure, <laughs> I saw I saw some pictures. I saw your video online. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the videos are all on my OnlyFans. Check it out, guys. Nice. At Carlos Does the World uh, in more ways than one. Uh, all over the place. And let's just say we we got the meats, man. I had I had so many meats that I think even Simo was jealous <laughs> over there. Oh, yeah, you know, it, was, it was fantastic. We basically just got a bunch of steaks. Uh, and I decided to cook a bunch of it. We made some scallops. We made all this shit. I spent about uh, the entire $14 I had left in my bank account. <laughs> uh, and so now I, I have no money for food. But it was worth it. It was totally worth it. And it was delicious. Because I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but I'm a pretty darn good cook. Yeah, 
I'm fantastic at it. I'm fantastic. I'm great. I make phenomenal dishes. Okay, very decadent, very tasty things. You would like yeah. that very much. Yeah, all around in your mouth. So, so a lots of meat. So, so you had the meat sweats while I had the fever sweats. Yes, I also woke up covered in sweat, but mine was due to a juicy uh, one and a half uh, pound uh, porterhouse, and it was delicious. I loved it. Ten ten would do it again. I don't know about you though. I don't know about you. I got I got my um my shots done in this this the school in Bushwick, and so they set up like forty tables in a gymnasium, and every ten minutes they allow another forty people in there, and so um it's at four hundred Irving Park. It was it was so organized, everyone was so nice, but when I got my shot, the lady afterwards. And the children were really great at giving the vaccine. Yeah, uh, you know, ch- train children. Exactly. You know, I was like, wow, that's really what they're doing with them, huh? Yeah, they, they provided um, Capri Sun afterwards <laughs> yeah. and Teddy Grahams. So, Those second graders are really gentle. So this lady, she gave me the shot, and she was like, are you okay? I was like, yeah. I, so I didn't feel it going. I said, nope, fine, totally fine. And then she's like, you sure? And I was like, yeah. And then we looked over the table next to me, and there's this huge, like, biker-looking dude. And he was like, ow, 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 We just couldn't stop laughing. I was like, man. I was like, good luck. Thanks so much. Were you like, and they call me gay. Right, I should have. I should be like, hey, buddy, like, can I be the gay one here? Jeez Louise. <laughs> so uh, on a completely different note, uh, our award finally arrived in the mail. So what now? I just got it. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And um, yeah. okay, so, so for the listeners to hear this. So, okay, if you were, let's say, to be awarded uh, a star on the Walk of Fame, you have to pay uh-huh. for that. That's not free. Right. So right. it's I a nice big star that you get, you know, like it's it takes like a good like foot and a half of walking space, you know. So even if you have a big stride, you, you won't you won't miss the, the, the your star, you know, because it's a pretty big star. So I assume that that we were naturally um, uh, delivered a big giant trophy, correct? Because you know, again, you pay for this. So I paid so we, so we big, big fifty bucks for our trophy, right? And I thought it was that right, right. So, so, so it's this big, big massive, giant, right? It's like, like I'm expecting, like at least like trophy a- I've ever seen in my life. I unwrapped it. Wait, 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 wait. It was, <laughs> it's so small. Oh. And so I unwrapped it because it came in a big box. You know what, though? You should know that when you get something from China, it ain't going to be big. And I'm not referring to oh. wieners. Well, maybe I am, but I'm referring oh, to like man. when you order things online from like, let's say, Wish, you got to get a couple sizes bigger. Oh, really? Because everything <laughs> runs small. Everything just runs small that, that part of the world, you know? Simo's usually, when Simo usually is around complaints about small hardware, he's on the receiving end of the complaint. <laughs> so this is, a, this is a new development for him. Let me tell you, I'm not trying to make it nasty bad taste of the rainbow and the, the, rainbow. Um, <laughs> the stereotypes are fairly accurate so anyway um this is a tiny trophy i can sense the disappointment in, in simo's voice <laughs> i haven't seen simo this disappointed in small things since his old modeling days ladies and gentlemen way back when <laughs> uh as the audience referred to it the old shrinkage incident of 1993 uh, but fun fact: <laughs> In 1993, I was eight years old. By the way, 
I was really shocked that Walmart really put down this uh, modeling show for pedophiles. <laughs> uh, it was really off base. I don't think they could. I don't know how they got away with it. I don't know who sanctioned this, but uh, I was not cool. Not cool, Walmart. What's that, Jimmy? Oh, it happened in the parking lot of Walmart? Oh, and it was Simo's uncle running it? <laughs> oh, well, that changes everything. All right, anyways, let's get back to it. Simo uh, hasn't been this disappointed in small things since he had that really tall boyfriend that turned out to be a disappointment. You know, his his height said Shaquille O'Neal, but his penis said Gary Coleman. So every time he got naked, Simo would be like, what'd you talk about, Willis? Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> You know, I um uh the 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 trophy is um I mean we'll we'll post the picture. I'm very thankful for it. I'm very happy. I just I just assumed that for the price that I paid, that maybe it would be um bigger. But, you know, <laughs> it is what it is. Yep. Is I think a lot of money may have just gone to like um postage because even though it's a london-based competition everything is written in chinese <gasps> like on the box oh i really wish you hadn't said that oh shit timmy is he coming fuck uh uh-huh, mr president uh how, how's it going if it isn't the president that turned out to be right okay believe me yeah I told you that China was up to something, okay? And now that they've taken over this, now they're going to take over all the festivals. Okay, believe me. And then they're going to take over the gays, too. Okay? Like, for example, you see that Simo over there? He's got those squinty eyes already. So that means that China clearly has a hold of him already. Okay, believe me. I see it. It's probably just because I'm stoned. Yeah, sure. That's what they all say. Okay, believe me. I've heard that before. I've heard that all over the White House. Uh, I've heard Mike Pence say it all the time. And that's why. That's why he went soft on the gays. Okay, believe me. He was a stand-up guy before China let him steal the election. Okay, believe me. It's totally stolen. Okay? Just like my poopoo platter that he stole from me. Okay? Believe me. I saw him do it. Okay? God, get out of here, Mr. President. Get out of here. Gah! Jesus Christ. This has been happening for weeks now, okay? I cannot get Donald Trump to leave my apartment, and it's driving me crazy. Okay, Simo? So please do something. Get him out of here. He Ever since he lost what? the election, he has not been cool about this whole thing, and now he's been here. So please do something. I'm, like, freaking uh-huh. out right now. Please do something. We, no one spotted Melania in a while, have they? <laughs> She's probably so happy right now, dude. <laughs> no, what? We should make a Where's Waldo book, but make it Melania. Well, I don't want to blow up her spot, so that's the only reason why we won't. <laughs> She's probably so happy now, dude. Like. She's probably, like, talking to the pool boy. Like, oh, I had to sleep with Donald for four years. It was terrible. Absolutely terrible. His penis looked like mushroom. The porn star lady was right. <laughs> you know what? Melania's probably looking for her son. She's probably like, oh, shit. Remember Baron? Baron Bye. left in White House. I must go get him. And maybe go get adopted by Joe Biden. <laughs> Baby. So what, what are we talking about today? Well, I'm so happy you asked, my friend, because we have our first special guest of the season, my friend, and a real guest, too, not a shitty one like Nemeth, who will actually be with us next week. Love you, Nemeth. Woo! Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, this lady, she's so funny. She's so entertaining. She actually, fun fact, booked me on one of my first shows when I started doing stand-up comedy. So without her, I might not have even been born. Ladies and gentlemen, we have the one and only 
Liz Glazier. And a little fun fact about Liz, I actually didn't know this. Liz was actually in a sorority herself, my friend. And she made a video, a short video, telling us a little bit about her sorority experience. And we figured, what better way to introduce her than to show you that. So, yes. ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready to have a laugh. We have Liz Glazier. I was in a sorority in college, which initially I pledged because my boyfriend thought it was cool, but... It ended up being a good fit because it was a bunch of women who would later come out as lesbians, but at the time, we were all just athletic. So sophomore year, we did Rush, which is when during the week, you meet women who might want to pledge your sorority, and then on the weekends, you find an empty classroom and you talk shit about them. So we were doing that, and this one woman's candidacy comes up, and there's pros and cons, and we're having this long conversation about her, and then something about her made me uncomfortable, and I just like was sitting there listening, and I'm like, I gotta say something, and I think it's what we're all thinking. So I raised my hand, and I just said, I think she seems like a lesbian. Which for a room full of women with internalized homophobia was a devastating blow. So she didn't get to pledge our house, but on the bright side, she probably got to enjoy herself a lot sooner than we did. All right, you guys. So we just heard this hilarious video. And of course, we here at the Frat Chat Podcast, we come prepared, okay? We didn't just show you videos for no particular reason, okay? We're professionals here at the Frat Chat Podcast, okay? And that's why we are here to keep season three rolling. This is a special guest because this is season three and we're badass on the show. So for our first guest of the season. She's very funny. She is fucking awesome. She's not just a good comedian, but she's a fantastic actress as well. I've known her for quite a few years now, and I'm not going to date myself because I'm the young and handsome one in the pod, and Simo's the old one. Uh, but ladies and gentlemen, we have geez. Liz Glazier in the house. What's up, Liz? Hi. Um, hello, Carlos, and hello, Chris. Hi, Liz. I will date myself. Hello. Um, I, I'm 41 years old, and whenever someone like says that they're uncomfortable with their age, I'm just like, I'm not, and so uh, that's how old I am. And so that story related to college happened over 20 years ago. Um, I graduated college in 2001, and so that would have been, I guess, 1998-ish, ah. yeah. Yeah. Wow. See, see, see. Forty one is not so bad though. Simo's like forty three, maybe turning forty four next week. I was no, I'm thirty five. So really, thank you. <laughs> and you know what? I look even uh-huh. younger because I just got Botox. He, he's he's an entertainment thirty five. <laughs> see, I I don't feel uncomfortable with getting older. I I guess like my theory, not not that I know that I'm right or anything like that, but I guess like I'm biased because it's my theory. If it's your theory, uh, you're always right. That's what I say. So I think that, um, like worrying about getting older makes you look older. Yeah. That's yeah, my theory. For sure. Cause I feel like mm-hmm. it depends what kind of old person you think you're going to age into. You know, like I feel like mm-hmm. I'll be like one of those cool couch grandpas, you know, he just gets up to uh, get food or go to the bathroom. But I'll have my quips, you know, my entertaining quips, and people will love me for it. So I have my place in the old people role. Interesting. It's going to be great. 
Okay. So, you know, okay. You know, some people want to be like yeah. sexy old people. Nah, not me. I I, I already look at my dad. Uh, he's in his 70s. He's pretty much the prototype of what I know I'll become. So uh, I'm okay. just watching it happen and then rolling with it. You know, so uh-huh. I'm learning from the master to one day take over. Yeah, I guess like <laughs> I can appreciate the anxiety about getting older. It's just like, I, I guess in some ways I'm thankful that I was never really like young and hot like and I don't mean that to be self-deprecating actually like I I'm not saying I think when I look at pictures of myself when I was younger I can appreciate like oh okay I looked good in that picture or something like this but like I don't think that I was ever I never was like told that my youth was a particular commodity and so as a result of that I don't think that I have a particular anxiety about losing it does that make Correct. sense? I uh, know. I totally, totally agree. And for me, for example, growing up as like a, as a chubby kid, I was mm-hmm. very anxious then. So getting away from that time period makes oh, me less anxious. You right. know, I, I, you always think about, oh, it's so nice to be a kid. I was anxious as hell yeah. growing up and insecure. And I hated right. feeling that way. And I never felt like I had any control. And, you know, it's yeah. like now that I'm in my 30s, I'm starting to finally get it. So I don't Interesting. know. Interesting. I definitely <laughs> feel still that I have no control. That I don't think that oh. has gone away for me. I think I'm maybe just more aware that the fact that I have no control is just like, an aspect of life that right and it's okay being okay with that totally i guess i mean i'm a total control freak and so i don't know if i'm 100 percent okay with it but in terms of a lot like recognizing that letting go is a part of maturing um is something that i find to be helpful and also in terms of like i don't know you know insecurities and things like that like i i guess like the roles that i've always wanted to play Uh, they've never been like young roles. I just like, I love, you know, roles on television that are like older women and stuff like that. And so, um, you know, for me, that's exciting, I guess, to grow into those. But remember when we were younger and like everything mattered so much. And I feel like as I get, as I get older, I'm like, eh, pick your battles. It is what it is. Yeah, for sure, man. Definitely. That's very true, yeah. And I also want to say that, Liz, I remember seeing you on TV sitting next to Will Sasso. Was it the Emmys? (laughs) And I was like, that's the American dream. (laughs) That's it right there. (laughs) Is it really being a seat filler at the Emmys? I was so jealous. (laughs) Uh Fun fact about Simo is that he is also a seat filler for big award shows, but it's actually the Bonies. Uh, It's the best boners in porn awards. Uh, He's huge. Every year, they always take him. Uh, he, he doesn't get paid to do it. He actually has to pay them. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's doing it for I didn't experience. get paid I sit on all to the do seats. the Emmys. It's an unpaid gig. What? I did it's it. It's unpaid? Yes, it is. But you, I, but you at least get to keep the tux? No, it's a rental that I paid for. Oh, really? What? <gasps> they didn't even you provide the tux? No. Oh, my God. What I the think fuck, they give, Emmys? like, a discount. They, like, which I'm sure is, <laughs> is built into the price for yes. Emmy season. So it's not even a discount. No, no, no. They it's 100% like... A kind of thing that I did because I was like, I want to go. I want to do this. Okay. And if I can make it happen, I'd love to get screen time. And the oh, fact that sure. I was able to make that happen in that moment was like really, I mean, maybe a little bit of putting the pieces together and some kind of smarts about it, but like mostly luck. Totally. I mean, isn't yeah. that how it goes though? And yeah, it's like, sure. It's sure. really anything that's happened to me, any 
opportunities I've had. I mean, it's been, I've been prepared luckily, but 90%, I feel like it's just luck. I've been at the right place, right time. And yeah. It's, preparation and it's just, meets opportunity. Yeah. Yes. That's what it is. And you yeah. just meet right in the middle. And so it is sure. a lot. There's a lot of very talented people who never get noticed. And there's, you know, a lot of people with not so much talent that do. <laughs> so it's all about yeah, meeting I mean, in the middle. I, I would love to think that all of my talents and all of my preparation culminated in me being a seat filler <laughs> in the right moment at the Emmys. Isn't that what everybody dreams of? Yes. Um, oh yeah. my God. Now, but can you imagine the mm-hmm. pilot that would come out of a show about seat fillers and shit like yeah, that? Yeah, I guess so. Uh, yes, I can imagine it. And I also imagine that I wouldn't want to watch that. Um, but. <laughs> I, well, just because, I, I mean, I don't mean it to be too dismissive. It oh, was very and dismissive, dreams. and I recognize that. But, like, I guess, like, partly because sometimes when I think about, like, the ideas for some pilots, it's kind of like, okay, what about the person who is that seat filler as opposed to, like, the pilot about seat fillers? Because seat fillers are really just people. You know, it's literally Ooh, one day. Although I do you're like right that. that there are people who – go every single year to be seat fillers and that right. kind of thing. And so uh, you're not wrong that, that there is a story there. I would think of it more as a film um, than a, a whole show. Okay, I don't Timmy, know that I write I could, all that down. I, I don't know that I would even that. watch one, but I guess Love I'd it. watch it if I like had to. And then in terms of, in terms of like the story and the kind of, you know, coming back every week for it, um, I don't know. Maybe you'd focus on like one seat filler per episode. I would like to. to I, I would like to see a four part like docu series, like a documentary oh, that, that explores there a few different go. people. Because even, I, I feel like even though right? um, uh, you're just having fun with it, I think there might be some people who really think this is my one shot, or there might be some people who you're practice their right. sitting down. That happens do. all the time, and even with extras too. I see it. Sh- it's mm-hmm. like, oh my god, I'm gonna get seen. Well, this extras, is it, and it's yeah. like, like I think I would be the one. That would practice my sitting. I'd be like, what if I sit like this? <laughs> what if I sit like that? You I think, would. Chris, I like the docu-series idea. I think it could be a mock-you-series. Oh, totally. That's what I'm it, thinking. It, yeah, because I think that, Carlos, you're right that there are people who are so serious about it. Like, I, I kept in touch with, like, one or two of the people I met that night. Um, and one of the things that happened right after, I had a show that I had to get to, and this is like LA speak, but it was like from downtown all the way to West Hollywood in 18 minutes to be on stage. Um, and so it was, it was a lot. Uh, and I did it and it ended up like the traffic wasn't that bad. I mean, for the show, you know, I think we'd have to like kind of intensify some of those circumstances because right. um, it ended up being pretty easy to get a cab and all the rest of it. The only hiccup that I had was was I accidentally got into the after party. I think they call it the governor's ball, if I'm not mistaken. Although, that might be wrong. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> it's like the after party They that, like, all the seat fillers that I knew for sure definitely wanted to get into. Uh, and I kind of accidentally got in, I think, because I looked so urgently on my way to something else, which I was. No one stops the person um, who's urgent. You yeah, know? Just, right. You don't want to be that I person. It's real, urgent. 
Right. I had a real sense of urgency because I wanted to like go do the thing. And, uh, and so anyway, so I was like, how do I get out of here? And they're like, Oh, you're in the after party. I was like, okay, well I have to leave. Um, and so then I did and whatever. Uh, but I, I stayed in touch with, with this one guy who did go to the party as well. And he had been to, to Emmys before and like he had all these pictures with celebrities and all this stuff and I just was like that's so interesting because I'm like what do you what do you think is going to happen from this but you know it's it's an interesting thing and I think you know I do have enough of that like sense of like what do I think is going to happen and is somebody going to call me out and be like I'd like to tell you that you're famous now. And well, you thank know, you, some, Steven Spielberg. Some, I mean, now. you know, that Thanks. type of thing is definitely yeah, like in I my, you. I, hear you. I don't know. I resonate with it as a fantasy. So right. for, for whatever I'm making fun of that guy with his pictures with celebrities, I'm like, I also remember that I exchanged glances with Jason Bateman <gasps> from across the aisle. Oh my aisle. gosh. So like, He's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I'm, I'm a big fan from his Hogan family days even, but um I feel like we all have that within us, you know? Everybody has that inside. We can't... Yeah, uh, just like, does somebody see that I'm special? Daddy, will you love me? Yeah. (laughs) Well, speaking of celebs, you know, back take it back a little bit during pledging. You know, you said you were in there in the late 90s, early 2000s. So who was the most popular, like, artist? Who were the the id celebs back then? Let's age ourselves. Like, like musical artists? Okay. Uh, I like For example, for us, I remember I remember when I pledged, uh, the, the It song that was everywhere, is, that's now going to be an oldie in a couple of years, is Little John's uh, Get Low, which is all about uh, to the windows, to the walls, sweat dropping oh. down balls, skeet, 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 skeet. A uh, skeet, 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 goddamn. That is. But that we is would say teak, teak, teak. Yes, because we were totally cool. Um, so, was there anything like that for you guys? Uh, any any particular music? What were your jams, Ms. Liz? Um, in terms of like celebrities, I'm not, I'm really not sure. I remember an Usher song. Like, uh, the Usher oh. song that I remember was like um, the one about leaving leave the one you're with which i love oh, yeah. because it's so specific <laughs> like just like <laughs> it's not even like have leave a one night stand like start a Mary, new relationship exactly with this two, person which i always thought was so um bold in terms of a desire that one would want while cheating on someone you're already with um and i don't remember if that was like literally during the time I was pledging, it may have been. Um, in terms of like fashion, I, I mean, I'm I'm really self centered, and so <laughs> you know that may affect the extent to which I'm able to like connect the experience of pledging to like a song or somebody who was famous at the time. I'm like I mostly was in my own head <laughs> and related to fashion specifically. I had a spreadsheet for Rush. Um, that my mother helped me make during winter break before I went back to school and, you know, rushed and and ultimately pledged. Um, But it was like all of my clothes that I would wear during each of the nights of pledge. And I remember it was like a lot of Abercrombie and Fitch. And I made this spreadsheet and wore these clothes without any hint of irony. Like just, you know, I remember I had flat front khakis, dark and light, both Abercrombie and Fitch. And I had an Abercrombie and Fitch checked, um, button down collared shirt and I wore that outfit that was with the dark flat front khakis with Sketchers wow. boots oh um, man 
Yeah, and the boots had like, it was almost like the layer on the heel was like like a seven layer cake. It looked, I mean, it wasn't supposed to look like cake, but now I think everything <laughs> is cake, like in videos, but it was just like the, the, it wasn't one color on the heel. It was like dark brown and very dark brown and light brown, like all in the heel. So anyway, I remember that as my outfit and I was extremely proud of it. At that time I was wearing my hair down in curls. I would use frizzies and oh, frizzies. very familiar. <laughs> and yeah, L'Oreal. I don't remember. It was like some sort of serum because I feel like at that time I was very much of the opinion. I don't think I was aware that it was an opinion. I just thought it was the truth that in order for your hair to look good, it has to look wet, right? Yes. Like just out of the shower, <laughs> yeah. like just wet hair. I, have, I would put on so much hair gel, but it was kind of like the yeah. same idea, you know? It's like it, it has that – it almost made me look like I had like a cool Spanish glow to myself, yes. you know? Oh, but it really yeah. just made me look oily. It's just That's just yeah. what I'm saying now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just feel like I looked like I had always just showered, which <laughs> wasn't true. And I guess maybe that's a good – Thing. Like, you know, yeah. if we're thinking evolutionarily or whatever, like somebody just gets out of the shower, that's good. But like, really, it was just about the wet look. So that Liz Glazier, she is insane, but she's always clean. Yeah. Super clean. <laughs> Liz, can I tell you? Never or, or at the very least, drowned. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so when I was younger, like my goal in life, like my, my dream job was to be on real world. That did not work out. Oh. So um, yeah. in college, I did was... Did you try out? You, you know, I, I sent videos like every year. <laughs> Nice. And he That's called great. the director every night you know, and left voicemail. With my braces, I was like, hey, guys, I will be a great cast member, you know. So, um, What was your favorite – I know you're on, the, you're on a train, Chris, and I, I'm not desiring to get you off of it. But I Doris do Simo just want to know because trains. I was also a real-world fan. What was your favorite season? Oh, definitely – um, San Francisco. Oh, yeah, oh wait, no, no. I'm sorry, sorry. No, Seattle. I get my states confused. Cities confused. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, you know, well, no, I'm sorry. It was Seattle uh, with yeah, Irene, thing. the Lyme's disease girl, yeah, and Steven uh, smacked uh, across I, the face. Yeah. Right, right. With the the transitional object that drowned in their lake that was in front of their house. Oh yeah, what? craziness. Damn. But um, but the reason why yeah. I brought that up is because um, mm-hmm. when I realized, okay, that might not work um i thought i'm gonna start hitting the gym hard because my next goal in life is to be the shirtless greeter at the abercrombie shop oh wow did that That work out that never worked out either Uh, okay there's is that that where you got fired from for having uh broken feet no that was guest jeans oh Oh. they couldn't accommodate me Wow. In a wheelchair. Like in the wheelchair, uh, <laughs> selling clothing. You know? Right. I couldn't reach the cash register. Oh, gosh. What can you do? Okay, so um, uh, I, I I understand that every Greek chapter has some sort of reputation. Uh-huh. So, for example, on our mm-hmm. campus, we had this sorority called Phi Sig Sig, but we called them Phi yes. Sniff Sniff because they were these like okay. rich girls from Long Island and they all liked oh. cocaine. So I, oh, I was wondering um, if your sorority had any particular reputation or if there's something in particular right. that attracted you to this sorority? Um, yeah, I, I mean, and I think it's a little hard because I was in it, so I don't know exactly what the opinions were necessarily. But I think we had 
the reputation as being like athletic, which I wasn't and am not, but I look like I might be. So uh, <laughs> I think Liz you know, just I walks think, around carrying a football everywhere. You know, it's right, just like a thing. And, it's, and it's a prop. <laughs> it's an illusion. Yeah. I mean, but I think, I think that there is a, there's a similarity between those kinds of reputations and casting in the sense right. that it's like, it doesn't actually matter if you are that it's just, if you look like that. And so, I remember, you know, I mean, the, the, the reputations for sororities are really the other ones that I know better. And I just remember we had a tabard chapter. I don't even know what that is. Have you guys come across that at all? Oh, what chapter? Sorority tabard. It's not Greek letters, but it was like sort of this, like the coolest, like in, in, I, I went to Penn and so the coolest, I think were like Theta and that was like you know, sort of bodily and rich. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was SDT, which was like very pretty Jewish and rich. And then <laughs> my girlfriend actually was an SDT and she's very okay. pretty and Jewish. Uh, and yeah. I'm upper middle class. Right. I wouldn't say like, low. yeah. So uh, no, but, but I mean, not, not everybody that was in these, you know, right, chapters right. was that, but that's what I'm saying. It's like, it's such a generalization and it's just like the sort of, the vibe from the outside. And right. so that's why I'm saying I think it's harder once you're on the inside of it to really know because then you're inside of it, you know? Sure. Um, and you're in the bubble I, at that point. Yeah. Right, right. But And then so the other one was Tri-Delt, and that was like pretty, but I think like more girl next door pretty as opposed to like star of the show pretty oh. uh, and also athletic. But I feel like we were, even though I think, you know, a lot of women in our sorority were very pretty, it was just like, I don't know that that was like the lead characteristic that people, right. you know, clung to for hours. But anyway, all of this to say that then there was Tabard, which was this kind of underground, like you still had to rush. I would, uh-huh. I mean, I was nowhere near getting into any of these places, um, but Tabard was just like absolutely models and the coolest and like, you know, it's like if you thought Theta was cool, then the joke was on you because then there was Tabard kind of thing. That was, that was like the, the way that at least I perceived that other people perceived it because that's really what you're asking when you're asking for these sorts of stereotypes. It's really like, what is your perception of what other people's perception is? Yep. Yeah. We just got mind fucked. So true. Yeah. So did you guys have any any chance, you know, uh, we've driven uh, our audience insane? If so, do you remember any and you can give us a taste? I mean, my pledge name was MIA, which I think I said in the video. Mm-hmm. I can't remember, but like that's that's true. Like my pledge name was missing in action because I was. And so if we had chance, they were said in my absence. Like <laughs> and it, it wasn't it wasn't that I was even trying to like be you know, too cool for anything. It was just, I had a boyfriend, um, which I am gay, but like, I think, you know, in terms of the story that I told, you know, a lot of my closetedness was contributory in terms of my doing that to that woman, you know, which is obviously, I mean, wrong, like totally just a shameful thing that I did, um, which is part of the reason I made the video. Cause I like to make videos about shameful things that I've done. Simo makes but, other um, types of videos. But it was a event, well done video. 
for the record. Yeah, Liz Thank has you. a bunch. Uh, we'll plug that at the end. Yeah. But make sure. sure you check them out. They are fucking yeah. awesome, hilarious. Thank you. Very well edited. And Liz plays every character usually in there. Yes. And it's and it's just so funny. It's a, check yeah. that out. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, I mean they're they've been fun to work on. And but anyway, I think that like my you know, closetedness, especially during that time of my life in college, because I didn't really, like, I didn't come out until senior year, um, was, you know, what led to my having moments like that of being really Mm -hmm. ashamed of my own homosexuality and ashamed of being associated with somebody who also would be. And if that was coming near me in terms of, you know, sorority, then, then that was going to be a bad thing. Um, and I guess maybe there were other people in the room who also were scared of that because yeah, my so. saying that she might have been a lesbian was enough to get her not called back. <laughs> I never heard from her again, actually. Right, was, right. Was I, law I honestly don't even remember her name. Yeah. Was law school a different experience being out of the closet? Yeah, yeah. Did I mean, there enjoy? were no sororities or anything. I don't know that I enjoyed it in there were certainly aspects that I enjoyed about law school, but law school was grueling in the way that law school is known to be. And so, you know, I imagine that there are many people who don't find it to be that. I was not one of them and I found it very stressful. Um, And so it was stressful for other reasons, but like, yeah, I was, I mean, I was pretty, pretty comfortable in being gay. I still dated some guys in law school though. Um, and so, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't like, you know, I mean, I told them that I was gay, but it was kind of like, okay, fine. Like you want to date? All right. We could try that and see, but it, it didn't really work, I guess. Right. Like with Simo, he did, he did the soft come out. (laughs) Uh, You know, I, I got Uh drunk. I was, I would trip and fall and face plant into a vagina once in a blue moon. And it is what it is. Um, <laughs> um, Carlos, do you remember any chance of ours? Hmm. No, not really. All, all I do remember, there was one about, which I don't think was our, from our chapter, just someone brought along. And of course, as every fraternity song, it involves uh, having sex with multiple women. And I think it involved oh. a corpse. It's pretty questionable stuff. Wow. Uh, there, well, there, uh, was, <laughs> there was one, I don't remember all yeah, of it, it really but there was, there was one that was like, yeah. it was like, frater, 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 you'd rather fuck than fight. That was like the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> Which at the end of the day, it just, all it's saying is that we're lovers, not fighters. You well, know? fuck sure. who? Because that could be interpreted <laughs> all ty- types of ways, you know? When a young man and a lady uh, decided to get married, you know? But that's that's interesting that you're still inclined to like defend. Ah, here comes the know, mind the, fuck again. The the thing that the song is about. Um, that's true. That it's that's the, yeah. That's, am I a monster then? What has no, become no, of me? No, no. I, I just I think it speaks to the strength of you know whatever you want to call it, the brotherhood or un- right. union or something. The bond. Um, uh, Stockholm syndrome. The bond. Yeah. Oh yes, the bond. Yes, that's what I was going to say next. I just look at it as it's so silly and it's so stupid now looking back mm. on it that I just like – I just look back on it and laugh. That's really what, why we started the show to begin with because it's like mm-hmm. – do you remember these chants? It's like what the fuck were we thinking? Right. What the hell? Right. You know, like what? Yeah. And it's so dumb and it's so bad. And some of these people that I know are now like normal functioning adults. You know, some are in jail. Are but they? So- <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh-huh. <laughs> so, there was there was one that uh, was arrested in a Target parking lot for soliciting sex with a minor. That's a correct. whole other podcast for a whole other episode. You know, but Did for the see... most part, they turn out okay. <laughs> right? Did you see Promising Young Woman? No. No. Oh well, that's that's a good movie. That's a see. good movie. Okay. <laughs> in light of this conversation specifically, I'm writing that down. <laughs> Promising Young Woman. Um, yeah, it's I'm terrific. Gonna... So, Liz, you mentioned in uh, uh, y- your your video reference Rush, and I was just wondering if you mm-hmm. remember any of your specific Rush events. Because I think that we had like all you can eat wings and like a stripper one ah. night and this and that. But did you have any in particular that were like super fun or that even maybe some that you helped to organize once you were initiated? Um, I don't remember. Like, I-, I remember a lot of like being at the sorority house. And, you know, just sort of like meeting people at the sorority house. For some reason, I really don't remember a lot of like activities other than once I was in the sorority, I don't think it was a rush event, but like I was a a social chair and I remember planning one party as part of my duties. And it was some, some sort of like date party uh, that I, you know, organized at a place downtown. And I honestly, like, looking back, I'm like, I can't even believe I did that. Like, how did I know how to do that? Because <laughs> when I think about it, I'm like, I think that was a pretty fun night. Um, but anyway, so, yeah, uh, we did. I liked the date parties. That was the thing that I really enjoyed the most because I don't know if this resonates for you all, but, like, episodes of television that involve a party I love and so I I really enjoy shows like a Josh Schwartz type show like the OC or Gossip Girl or something like that my yeah, girlfriend and I are uh, rewatching that as we speak. We're now venturing oh, oh, really? season two at the OC and Gossip the Girl. <laughs> oh, amazing. Well, Gossip Girl's coming back, so you'll have you oh, know, new what? stuff. Yeah, I actually so. have never seen Gossip Girl, and I totally like oh, okay. would, would pop in yeah. and make fun of it. But now, like, I've been like. Every night I look at right. my girlfriend and say, hey, you can, you can watch some Gossip Girl, you know? <laughs> She's yeah. like, is this for me or for you? Is that, like, is oh, that oh, um, created by Amy Sherman Palladino? No, it's by Josh Schwartz. Yeah, the oh, same okay. guy who did the OC. Yeah. yeah, but I can understand why you asked that question, Chris, because the rhythm of the dialogue is sort of similar. Okay. Um, yeah, in, in all of those shows, as to like Amazel or Gilmore Girls or something like that. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it is, it is the same people. But like what I love about those shows is there's always like a big party, you know? And, uh, and that's, you know, a function of the characters that he, and I, what I think Stephanie Savage is his partner's name, uh, who make those shows is that they're very rich and they're like upper class people who have these parties and then, you know, whatever. But anyway, I I think that like when I joined a sorority, one of the things that was the advantage to me was the ability to have parties to go to. Because in my head, that was what was fun about being independent right. is having parties. Because when I was in high school, I didn't I didn't really have that. You know, like I went to a school where, you know, a lot of the focus was on getting into college. And that was like such a very present reality in my brain, which I think it is on Gossip Girl as well. Right. But it's a television show. So even the people who are smart still have time because it's a television show to go to parties and things like that. So Mm -hmm. anyway, that's what I wanted from college. Um, And that's, I think, 
most of the reason that I continued on in the sorority at all. Right, right. And I totally agree. I was in the same boat. I picked my school as a place that it had a good enough name to it where I could get a job after I didn't know what I wanted to do. But mostly right. it was like, where can I like meet people and have a social life and party? Cause I Interesting. guess I, I, yeah. I, I, I did in high school, but I was always kind of a homebody anyways, you know? And so, yeah, I don't know that that's what I picked college for. And in the U S it's different yeah. than Venezuela in the sense that in Venezuela, you go to college and you come out a profession, whether it's a lawyer Doctor, uh-huh, whatever. Right. You just go for the certain. You know what you'd want after like a semester, and you come out, and that's it. In the U.S., uh-huh. it's like I knew that I would have to go back to school if I wanted to do yeah. anything specialized, you know. So I was like, all right, right, I can I can kind of bullshit around here, and <laughs> and then later yeah. on take it seriously. So that's really sure. the mindset that I had as an eighteen-year-old guy, you know, with no mm-hmm. clue what to do with life, you know. And, and that's eight years college. later, he graduated with a bachelor's of science. <laughs> <laughs> I could be a doctor by now, but I just chose not to. That's what I tell myself. That's what I tell myself. <laughs> just measured it by time, not by uh, classes and grades. So, uh-huh. you know. Okay, so, so what yeah. what about hazing? Did did you get hazed? Dun, dun, dun. Well, that's that's also part of the MIA. So I, at that time, the reason I started telling you that I had a boyfriend is I often was not in my room. And so I, you know, it was before cell phones. Mm. Um, and so if they were trying to call me, as I remember, I remember my roommate did tell me like there, you know, some girls came by or whatever, and I just wasn't there. And so like they would try and haze me, but then I just was unfortunately not available for hazing. That's why I don't know if you know this, the sorority chants I asked about earlier were actually not chants for the sorority. They were a search party for you. They're like, yes, yes, maybe. Right. where are you? That's right, that's what they right. did. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was a whole thing to get a change, but they did it for you. But that's yes. so lucky. I wish we had cell phones, so it was all a text away, like uh, show up yeah. here in thirty minutes or you're yeah. fucked. And then we'd be like, right. We're fucked. I don't want to be fucked. You know, it's like right. well, you're gonna yell that by some drunk eighteen year old. Oh yeah. <laughs> right. We would get a text and they would say they would say, Garrett just blew up the bathroom. I need someone here in thirty minutes pronto to clean this oh, mess. Geez. And I'd be like, Oh, Thank God, I never clean poopy. I drew a line in the sand. It's like, I'll give people rides, but I will not Uh clean your shit. It's like, no way. (laughs) I cleaned his bathroom with his toothbrush. That was the guy. Because he broke a bottle over my Pledge Brothers head during a pledge event. And I was like, I'm getting even. I'm going to find his toothbrush and clean up his, like, dried up piss along the toilet. You know what I mean? With it. (laughs) Well, you deserve that. that. You can't hit someone. That's fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. Not... Cool. So, no broken bottles across anyone's heads during the sorority pledge events? Not that I knew. No. (laughs) So, did you have to do anything at all, or were you able to totally get away with hiding? I had to do nothing. Nothing. That's what I'm telling you. You're lucky. Lucky, Liz. I don't know that I would have done anything, but I had to do nothing. And believe me, I would search my memory for you and tell you whatever. <laughs> uh, but I i mean, I didn't really hear of it happening. And I also wasn't there. And mm. so for both of those reasons, I'm an unreliable narrator at, at best. 
Um, and you know, well, if you want to know what you're worst, missing, just... you can just go to the kitchen, uh, grab a bottle of hot sauce, and chug it for us on sure, the air. Sure. And then, right. and then that'll be. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's about it. Really. Or eat an uh, onion. Did you have to do that? Wow. <laughs> oh yeah, we had, we for us it was mostly eating and like workout stuff. So I have to say right. we were lucky in that sense that it was like. Like, I, I should call it appropriate hazy, I guess. It was all edible stuff. They just mixed all the yeah. air, so it was gross. But at the right. worst case, you just puke, and that's about Jalapeno it. Jalapeno peppers but, and right. pickled onions and, like, goes in one end and explodes yeah. out the fucking other the next morning. Yeah, Christ but they're, like, fraternities. Like, you see, sure. like, you've spoken about the ones that had to do, like, what was it? Put eggs in their butt or something like that? It's like, okay, oh, that's, that's, that's my line. Like, that, I, they've gone too far. They would do relay yeah. races on big wheels, and they'd be, they would wear okay. diapers, and they would have to take laxatives. And they'd be, like, shitting their oh, pants God. around the track, wow. you know. Like, like, and we would throw them. things I at them. I, wow. <laughs> I mean, I'd be, I'd be on the throwing side. That sounds kind of funny, but no, no way, no way. I cannot, wow. I cannot do that. What about? Uh, were you able to get away then from all the mean sisters too? Since you were, yeah, mostly I, I think MIA? I did. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I have a, a gift and a curse of remaining somewhat oblivious <laughs> for certain like forces that are going to interfere with my kind of doing whatever I want to do. And I I don't mean it to be, you know, I think that it's helped me a lot. And so in terms of just people telling me like, Oh, you're never going to make it or that's really hard and not just show business stuff. I mean, this was happening when I was like taking hard philosophy classes or trying to become a law professor too. There's always a hater. And it's just a, a matter of being able to tune people out. And I think, as far as some of what you're asking, if it was happening, I definitely was not about to busy myself with worrying about it. Um, So it might have been, but I don't remember. Honestly, I wish that uh, more people were like that because it's it's true. If you if you start getting in so much in your brain thinking about all the possible forces that will get in your way, you're going to have a panic attack real quick. So sure, I think you, sure. I think, I I think it's definitely a blessing. Those two. Yeah. Oh. Sure. <laughs> uh, so so after the fact, um, uh, have you heard of any like romance within the sisterhood or within? Because I know you lived, you did not live in the oh. sorority house, but did you ever yeah. hear of any um, huh. um, lovey doveys amongst the crew? I- I think it may have been the case, but I'm not sure. For some reason, there's like a vague memory of some people older than me that might have been together, but I I honestly am not sure. I think most of them are married to men, and, you know, I think some of those, uh, maybe there's like a couple that are like through college, you know, the people they dated there or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, but, But mostly just like, you know, married to someone else later, that kind of thing. Right, 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 right. You know what? There was we had this fraternity meeting one time where this fraternity uh-huh. brother, he was older, he called me a yeah. faggot. And at that point, oh, I was yeah. not out, and I actually had never even kissed a guy. But I yeah. jumped out of my chair and I was like, I know for a fact that you and so and so had a threesome with this girl. So you <laughs> and you were able to get your dicks hard, butt naked in the same bed. And so if you're comparing sure. gayness. I think that right. you take the cake. Thank you. <laughs> and what happened when you said that? 
Um, there's a lot of arguing and a lot of denial. Yeah. And the uh-huh. girl that they slept with kind of looked like a man too. So as far as I'm concerned, there's three <laughs> oh, men in the bed. So um, okay. uh, so the whole it, it was saying all three of them had one. It was kind of weird. You know, <laughs> the conversation was kind of tabled, <laughs> and then we went to TGI Fridays afterwards and continued screaming at each other. Huh. Okay. Got it. That's where Simo solves all his problems. Don't don't come for me if I didn't send for you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, oh, totally, I do. totally. You have it. You, they had it coming, man. Good. Yep. So, were you a partier in college? Uh, if so, could you handle your liquor? And if uh-huh. not, could, any funny college stories you want to share? Sure. Um, for the most part, no. Um, despite what I said earlier about the fantasy of a party and really enjoying like the idea of a party that comes at the end of an episode, kind of thing, which is very much true. Uh, I, I really, I mean, I was very focused on like studying and I was, you know, uh, that was really my main thing. But, uh, in terms of liquor, like I I'm sober now and I've been sober a little over three years. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, it, it wasn't, I mean, I, I've definitely had like evenings where I've been like throwing up and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, in college, it wasn't so much a sorority thing that brought me to this. I did get alcohol poisoning because I was like on the roof on a hot day drinking gin and tonics. It had nothing to do Ooh. with anything with a sorority, right. um, but, it, but it was in college and it was, you know, with people who were in other sororities, one of whom at that, t- at that time I had a really big crush on um, a woman, this was senior year. So this was like after I was already, you know, in like aware of my own desire for women. Right. Um, and that I think certainly played a role in just like not wanting to leave the roof kind of thing. Oh, um, for love. Yeah, I mean, so, so 17 hours later. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she right. was airlifted um, out. <laughs> right. And thankfully, my high school friends, who were always much more responsible, were like there to take me right. um, to the emergency room and that kind of thing. But Damn. anyway, uh, yeah, so that's, I, I definitely have had experiences where I've not been able to handle my liquor. That is not the only one, but it's certainly a more dramatic one. <laughs> right. And, you know, I think that that it's better for me when I just kind of take that out of the equation in terms of my, you know, sobriety right. now. Absolutely. Yeah. I just remembered mm-hmm. that, Liz, you hosted an outdoor patio cabbie night in Brooklyn a couple years ago. Yeah. And okay. you were I quite the host. Yeah. And it was it was Thank a lot you. of fun. And so you had lots fun. of snacks. Mm-hmm. And it was beautiful. And I feel like... Um, well, that was before, you know, we had to perform outside because now we have no other choice. Right. Um, so I guess right. maybe one could say you're a trendsetter. She was the first uh, to eat but, chat soup But as I well. have to say that so. since then, <laughs> I have judged every outdoor show because this has not uh-huh. been to the caliber of your outdoor show. Oh, thank you. I think that was a function more of my friend Alana who, like, has a really nice backyard. Well, um, she's and- not here. Just take the credit. That's what <laughs> I'm with it. This was all yeah. you, Liz. Oh, yeah. yeah. But thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> oh, yeah. I love it. Um, that so, was let's fun. see. What was your idea of story life before pledging? And did it meet your expectations? Was it, you mentioned you had this almost like a fantasy about the party life and all yeah. these things? Was it, was it basically that? 
No, um, I mean, I, I, I don't mean that I was disappointed with it, but like, I really right, think right, right. that I joined because of a fantasy involving shows on mm -hmm. television about college right. in which there were parties and so there cool. were sometimes parties, but often the parties, like, let's say if it was like some, some fraternity party, it was like, you know, it smelled like beer and it was like right. in a big dirty house with <laughs> the no floors were sticky. The yeah, bathrooms so, are overflowing. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah, and, and so I don't really think that like that was any kind of fantasy for me. Um, <laughs> but it's not to say that it was like a bad experience. It just like, I think I wanted a television show right. in my mind and right. I don't think that it was which is okay and expected because it's real life um but yeah but TV's better did you ever watch Beverly Hills 90210 throwback yes so there was an episode where um Andrea Zuckerman pledged the Andrea. sorority Andrea uh -huh. and she she <laughs> pledged some sorority and I think it was uh -huh. like a fake sorority like Alpha Omega or something like that and there was this okay. girl that was mean to her um, and uh -huh. because she, um, because I think Such she was such a popular storyline in that it's like someone's, <laughs> someone's mean to Andrea. Correct. <laughs> but I think this girl was like uh -huh. a closeted Jewish girl and okay. she was telling, um, Andrea to tone down and don't broadcast the fact that she's Jewish. Oh, and there was, yeah, so same deal. Uh huh. It's and like so, my story. I don't remember that episode, but yeah. Well, it was, um, uh, I, there was, a. Uh, uh, impression that maybe the sorority would be anti-Semitic. But then oh. um, it turned out that they didn't care. And so I remember um, right. going to college and wondering if our fraternity was going to be anti-Semitic because mm -hmm. there were specifically um, Jewish fraternities. So I remember thinking, right. like, do you have, are you allowed to be in this fraternity oh, if you're Jewish yeah, and if yeah. it's not a Jewish fraternity? Uh, I'm not, huh. I'm not Jewish myself, but some of my family is, and I was nervous right. about, um, you know, just just um, bullying. But that wasn't necessarily the case. Simo was bullied for uh, being gay, uh, skinny, a weak. Uh, having braces, uh, but not for being Jewish. Yeah, I mean, I didn't. There were Jewish um, sororities and fraternities, for that matter, where I went to school, which was Penn, which is very Jewish. Um, and uh, I didn't join a specifically Jewish sorority. There were Jewish women in my sorority, and like, um, just thinking in terms of fraternities, like, you know, ZBT was like a big Jewish mm -hmm. um, yeah, fraternity <laughs> as, as, right, I think it and is SAE. everywhere. And then, yeah, we had SAE and AE Pi. And so, you know, those, those were those, sor those sorority, uh, fraternities rather. But, you know, I have a friend, Nathaniel, who's still a really close friend of mine. And he was in DU, Delta Upsilon, which I don't think was Jewish, um, I'm pretty sure it wasn't. And so, you know, he's an example of a Jew in a, like, not specifically Jewish fraternity. I'm an example of a Jew in, I was in Cayo, and so that was not a specifically Jewish sorority. And a couple Jewish of my Pledge Brothers sorority. were Jewish, so, yeah. And it, it, I never thought about it, and that may be because, you know, I went to Penn, which is, like, such a Jewish huh. place. Yeah, I don't know that. Um, but I'm not sure, you know, why. But it wasn't a thing at the time. Well, that's yeah. good. That's good it wasn't a thing. Yeah. Do you think that um, having the sorority listed on your resume was beneficial for applying to law schools and for, for jobs after college? I definitely didn't put it on. I don't <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe I did. I don't remember if I did. It, you, it could be. No, I don't think it mattered at all. 
Yeah, no, I'd be like, no. No, 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 I I, I think it's sort of neutral, um, but I'm not even sure that it was on there. Okay, so um, whatever happened to your college boyfriend? What's an update on him? Oh, oh, that's interesting. (laughs) Um, I mean, I I don't know. You know, he's married and lives somewhere in Texas. Um, He's married to a woman, and, you know, I I don't know much more than that. Uh, we're definitely not in touch. I like, there have been times that like, you know, my friends and I have sort of like tried to get in touch with him as, as a little bit of just like a prank and a joke because he was always really into pranking. Um, at least at that time, I don't know what he's like anymore, but like, um, the breakup was definitely on (laughs) me and, you know, I, I I know that he has no interest in being associated with me, which is totally fine. And I don't have an interest in being associated with him, mm-hmm. like in terms of speaking with him. Um, and, you know, my desire is just to like not interfere with his life. <laughs> <laughs> all right. On that note, Miss Liz, where can people find you? Where can we see sure. all your awesome videos? Do you have oh, anything yeah, coming up on the pipeline you want to share with us? Yeah, I mean, I my my website is www.dearlizglazer.com. On Twitter, I'm at Elizabeth Glazer. And on Instagram, I'm at Liz Glazer. And you can find me, you know, Google me, the stuff that we were talking about in terms of the videos. If you do hashtag minute memoir, you could also spell it or say it in your head. Minute memoir. It's intended to be read both ways. Um, and those are the videos like the one that was played at the beginning. Um, and there's, I think like about 18, 20 of them. So yeah, those are all the places. And thanks so much for having me. This was really fun. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. This is fantastic. You are the best Great. ever. You're Don't ever best. forget it. We <laughs> love you. I'll try. I love you too. Aww. All right, Liz, we'll see you next time. Mwah. Okay, you guys, that was the amazing, hilarious, entertaining, super intelligent, beautiful Liz Glazer. I love her so much, and I love you guys so much. Thank you so much for listening this week and every single week right here at the Frat Chat Podcast. And another big shout-out to the good people of India. We see you guys. Thanks for the love at Surat, at Gurgaon, at Nawalgarf, at Nagpur, at Karimnagar, at Karkala, at Katayan, at Kolkata, at Ranchi, at Muzaffarpur, at Patna, at Guwahatni, at Jampur. I see you guys. We see you guys and we love you. Thank you guys so much. And everywhere else all around the world that you're listening to us, we love you guys. Make sure you give us a follow on all social channels at Frat Chat Podcast. And make sure you give me a follow at Carlos Does the World on Instagram, on Facebook, on TikTok, and at Carlos Does World on the Twitter. And make sure you follow our good friend Simo over here at Chris.more.comedy on Instagram and at Seymour Comedy on the Twitter. All right, Mr. Mo, get us the fluff out of here, sir. All right, guys, I'm going to motion to adjourn. And I suck it. So we eat. All right, guys. We'll see you next week at the Franchise Podcast. See ya. Smooches. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.